Welcome everyone to CDO's magazine series of one-on-one interviews with key influencers, CDOs, and data leaders. I'm your host, Robert Lutton, Vice President of Sandhill Consultants, and I'm coming to you today from Toronto, Canada, working with the CDO magazine. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Julie Smith, who is the Director of Data and Analytics at Alation. As a bit of a background, Julie has been in the data industry for over 30 years and started her career in the early 90s as a senior information analyst at Royal & Son. Julie has seen firsthand how the industry has transformed over these past three decades. And as a woman in the traditionally male-dominated tech industry, has also seen how the attitudes in the industry have evolved to the extent where she now heads data for one of the world's leading data intelligent providers. Welcome, Julie. Thank you very much. Good to be here. It's a pleasure to have you, and thank you for extending some of your time uh, to do this interview. Julie, jump in right in. How do you envision the role of the data professional that has evolved and is expected to evolve in the next few years? Yeah, whenever um, people do my introductions like that, I'm reminded about exactly how long I've been at this and therefore how much history <laughs> of the industry I've actually been witness to. Um, so when, when I you know started my, my career or oh, so many, many years ago, um, I started out in IT. Um, you know, it was data was something that that came from the IT, the technical function. Um, and something that appealed to me even back then was the fact that I was by moving into sort of this data realms and, and business intelligence as it was in the early days, that um we um were combining this this technical uh, ability with business knowledge and, and and trying to understand the business drivers and et cetera. And I think that that dynamic that move across and, and the recognition that actually this isn't an IT function this is something that is a function in its own right and that has this cross-functional role in in you know it is technical but it has to be driven by the business and when we're seeing much more involvement from the business with this um you know more senior leaders the CDOs and and similar um I'm seeing many more coming from commercial backgrounds into this so we've got um customers for example, um, and there's one who I've, I've um, met at our user conference recently. He was absolutely rocking it as a CDO, um, and he was chief counsel. Um, we've got someone who is a you know a retail store manager as head of governance, um, and what they're really helping promote, I think, is this understanding that in order to get the business to use data, they need to be in the heads of the people in the business and understand the challenges and the drivers and, and get that that commercial understanding of what benefits and outcomes are going to come from this. Um, so I see that as, as a trend and something that's been happening and will happen more, I think. Um, also, you know, the, the, the practitioners from a data perspective are becoming more hybrid. So they're not purely technical people. You know, they have to, the best ones are really understanding the business. And, you know, there's always been that that sort of um, uh, trend of people who are in the business who become who are sort of quite data savvy moving over into the more technical roles. Well, I think we're seeing some data people going native into business roles now as well yeah. um, and those sorts of things too. So, um, I mean, I'd love to to see, um, you know, data as a skill and, and data use become more of a day-to-day thing for any business person. You know, that's the dream really is, is it's it's less of us known as a, as a separate skill and more as a, something everybody has 
Um, people definitely see that in the future. And, and certainly, I think uh, when we talk about data literacy uh, a little bit later on, that will be key to have the uh, the role of the data advocate uh, becoming more centralized in the organization. Yeah. Uh, but if, if you were to say, so having seen, and I, I we see this all the time, there's a, there's a major influence from the uh, business side coming into the technical side. Where would you see, you know, if you if you look at your magic crystal ball, you know, how do you see this evolving over the next few years as well for the, the data professional? So again, you know, the the it merging through um, and more commercial background in there. I think um, that um, you know those business outcomes that we need to see. They we need to have the full understanding around that and and the art of the possible. Um, for how we can take this data forward, and of course, there's 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 other areas that are going to develop new roles. Um, you know, there's those two letters that have taken on such a significance um, recently <laughs> in, in our in our lives. Um, um, and yes, AI. I'm obviously referring to that, and um, you know, we're already seeing job titles evolve with the the you know how significant this has become. Um, and I think that's another area where, you know, now that's got a foothold, we're going to see um, more dedicated roles to that within an org. But I think there's still there's still time to see how that evolves, how that shapes up. Um, I think we're still feeling our way with it um, out there in the in the um, industry. It's such a relatively new industry within our space that things are, are fluid. We're living in a very fluid time with uh, mm. roles and responsibilities, things like that. If, if I can maybe just expand upon this and, and get, again, your experience from where you've been and, and sort of as a uh, potential indicator of where things are going, especially in the uh, organization that you work with. Uh, when you sort of chat with data professionals, uh, what do you think that the, and you mentioned the AI, but what do you think are some of the latest technologies that uh, individuals need to uh, keep up with from your point of view? Um. So a technology perspective, I mean, obviously there is the AI side of it and, and the, the large language um, uh, models. Um, I think that, um, you know, sometimes I feel that a skill I almost need to develop is speed reading um, <laughs> to be able to, to, to keep up with so much happening out there and, and the, the other types of things we have. I mean, I think that something that I feel, um, I mean, I went to, to Big Data London this year, sort of a massive conference, and... I'll be honest, we, we, several of us were walking around the different stores and looking at the, the vendors that were all there. Um, and um, a lot of them, you didn't actually know what you could. You had to sit, stand there and you would read that you'd read their stall and you'd look at the information on the side and you'd look at how inventive the people had been to get those two letters stuck somewhere in the stall. Um, and um, and you'd be none the wiser as to what actually <laughs> they, were, they were actually helping you with. So I think part of the problem we have at the moment with technologies is actually seeing the wood for the trees and understanding you know, what what is going to be important, you know, what what is going to move things along. Um, I think data observability is getting more of a foothold. Um, um, and, and that's really an evolution I see of, of the whole, you know, the quality and the understanding of what's the throughput is there. Um, and I think that, 
you know, I mean, gosh, if I did have a crystal ball and I could predict what the next hype cycle was going to be on, um, then, you know, I'd, I'd be working I'd, for Gartner or something. like. I'd that. be working for Gartner. Absolutely on there. But I mean, they're the areas I see. I think that something that I, I am cautious about, though, is there is a lot of um, hype around stuff at times. And it's it's you have to try and take a step back and and think is this is this a serious proposition that we're seeing here is this something that is actually going to take hold and, and be something going forward i mean i quite like the gartner hype cycles and, and looking at those and... Uh, it, it is if for people who haven't seen it it's a very interesting uh, uh it is you know, strategy of how things will uh will begin go really high in the hype and then it'll tailor off like uh, big data yeah and and others too and if you look for for example at, at um at where data mesh where they place data mesh now it's like ooh, um that's a bit alarming compared to where where people felt it was going to be so you know it, 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 it there's so much happening and i think that um sometimes you know when these new technologies come out there's a tendency for people to go oh we need to use this let's start using it and and it's a solution looking for a problem and I think that that is can be dangerous <laughs> to, to try and do that. And uh, you know, <laughs> I totally agree with you. Going back to the fundamentals, you mentioned that the business side, the business-driven outcomes, the business-driven yeah. outcomes will drive you towards solutions that are available in the marketplace or are coming in the marketplace today. Yeah, uh, I, I think yeah. I, I do like the fact that you mentioned the you know these uh, AI technologies, data observability. But driven towards business outcomes, like what are you trying? Absolutely, to do? absolutely. Know. And and you know, I've I've been in places before now where where someone, I mean, gosh, the, the one that really sticks in my mind from years ago um, was um, when I was in consultancy, and there was a customer who had Oracle, and they're like, "Oh, uh, we need to, we're going to be using materialized views," and we're like, well, why, "Why are you using materialized views?" Well, they're new. <laughs> yeah, just because but why doesn't mean yeah. I, you know, that's <laughs> the most important question that people anyone needs to ask is why why do we need yeah. this if you can <laughs> we can do, have a good power yeah. forward and a good explanation yeah. then yeah. we can go ahead and do that but uh, yeah and and you don't want the answer to be well because they're doing it um yeah or yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah you, you want to have a, a solid solid thing on that and, and i think that um if you talk about the skills that people need going forward and similar um something that i i i I mean, it doesn't keep me up at night, but, you know, as a concern at times is, you know, that the, these sparkly new innovations are coming through. But the basics about how to treat data, how to respect data, how to manage data and the skills around that right. um, kind of fade into the background. And you're like, but they're the foundations. They're the things that we should be really looking to to make sure that we have and, and we shouldn't get carried away with with all of this. I mean, it's a bit like with the AI and, and the, you know, what does the AI actually feed on? Well, it feeds right. on data. Data and in good oh. quality data, which is another one of our questions that we want to get so, into. So, yeah. you know, I, I, Julie, we could spend all day talking about skill sets, <laughs> but let me try and get the next question in, which was, you know, from, again, your experience in working on intelligent platforms, and we want to leverage what you've been doing, what your organization has been doing. You know, from your point of view, how would organizations go about achieving a solid foundation for AI tools that we just mentioned? Yeah, I think that it's, you know, 
some things have changed a lot in our industry, a lot of things that haven't changed. And one of those is, is and that, you know, cliche or not, you know, yeah. rubbish in, rubbish out. Yeah. And, you know, you, you want to have that solid data foundation in terms of, you know, the governance around it, the, the definitions of what's going in there, the data quality and, and understanding the provenance of the data and any possible data biases that are in there. And obviously, you know, the, the, there's a huge breadth of, of possible AI models that, that that could be done on there, and those challenges will vary with each. But but that is the foundation you need is understanding that. When I um, have experienced you know many different personalities and characters in my time, and um, there's there's those out there who are so keen to use the data, they don't necessarily ask the question of where did this come from, right? right. And um, you know, and how has it been processed, and is it actually doing what i think it's doing um and it's it's that it's that it's it's what am i putting in place there so we need to make sure that again those basic principles of getting that data right aren't ignored just because we've got something sparkly that's going to give us exciting insights that we feel and, and um, really, it's quite interesting to hear that you know coming from a data platform an intelligent platform such as alation that you're advocating that the foundations it's the foundations. If you don't build on a solid foundation, then you're building on a very shaky environment. You could be building on sand. And what happens when you build on sand, right? Yeah. So this is why, I mean, this is one of the reasons, I mean, before I came to Alation, I, I bought Alation. I was a customer. And one of the reasons we wanted it was because we needed to understand what our data was that was out there. Um um, you know, I joined a company and, and spoke to the uh the the engineering team back then and said, oh. You know, need to what your systems. Have you got a schema diagram? Well, you can reverse engineer one. Have you got a data dictionary? Well, we 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 know what it is. Yeah, it's in Excel. It's in Excel. It's in <laughs> you know, Excel. It's all we've got there. all this stuff. It's well, is is you know what what what's the quality like? Eh, not bad. Um, it's 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 all of this and 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 having it. You know that that area that people talk about a single version of the truth, but having a single place that you can go to to understand what that data is and to find that single single version of the truth out there, you know, in terms of the data intelligence platform. So, you know, I think that uh, yeah, you, you've got to get your foundations right, and um, yeah, the 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 purpose around AI and, and what you're trying to achieve um, with it. I'd say always start small and don't try and right. you know um answer the like answer the question to the life of the universe and everything in one fell swoop um let's try and <laughs> let's try and build towards that right. uh, for, for those are technical nerds the answer is not 42 get over it and <laughs> let's move on right so uh <laughs> but uh but let me just ask you uh, you know when we talk about a little bit about ai and we talk about data quality right if, from mm. your point of view what are the potential issues that you see businesses that are trying to adopt AI models that are reliant on such issues uh, such as poor data quality. What, what are you seeing and, and how can they maybe rectify that? Well, um, I think that, that sometimes there can be a tendency within the data um, organization that if, if um, I mean, it, taking it away from AI, taking it back to something maybe more people are familiar with, you know, you give someone a dashboard and they look at that dashboard and they trust that dashboard because, well, it's a dashboard and it looks good. It's got, you know, animations and, and I, I flick this switch and it moves. And um, if, you know, there's this sense that if it looks good, it must be right. 
So something being dressed up in, a, in an AI model or generating these results, there's the people, it could go one of two ways, but but the danger is people just trust it blindly and follow that and say, no, it, it, that's how, that's the result it's coming out with. And I'm going to believe that without worrying too much about what's under the, the hood, you know, what, what's feeding this. Um, because the reality is, um, if it's given bad data, it can give bad results. And, you know, there's there's real circumstances that have been faced. And there's been news reports, you know, earlier this year in the, in the UK around this of, of people who lives, livelihoods, yeah. reputations have been absolutely ruined um, in, in a way that we can't possibly comprehend due to computer systems being trusted above their word and above other things happening. They're, 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 they're a parent station. Uh, on behalf of the CEO magazine, we appreciate you given your, your time. It is a little bit late in the evening there. We definitely appreciate you giving the time. We hope we get the chance to come back and have a chat because it was very, very interesting to hear your experience uh, and have you share that experience, especially as organizations continue to harness artificial intelligence for the betterment of organizations around the world. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, for our listeners, please visit studiomagazine.tech for additional interviews. Thank you.